0: and talents to us all. i are very happy today to have Angela Mazza here with us, who is a holistic health coach, and who also has, has been, I don't know if you still are, excuse me. And who is also a professional registered nurse. Hello, Angela. Glad to have you here. Are you I, I didn't know if you were still a registered nurse. I know you're a health coach now.
1: Yes, I am still a registered nurse.
0: So how, how have you moved from primarily being a registered nurse to being a health coach? What, what brought that about and what is it that you do?
1: Um, well, really the pandemic is what brought about um, my holistic health coaching as a business. Because um, I was working as a school nurse when the pandemic first hit and in New York City, where I'm located, um, the pandemic pandemic hit pretty hard. So the school nurses were in much need and then suddenly everything closed with lockdown here in New York. So when things closed, I was not working, but I always have an urge to help others. So i really wanted to help others through my coaching training which i had already acquired before that and i kind of utilized in my nursing practice but i wanted to really um, delve further into coaching so i started coaching others through online on the internet because there's different vehicles we have nowadays thank god through the pandemic with social media, that I was able to connect with others, and connection is such an important part. I think I think we all realize that with the pandemic, how important connection is now. So I was able to reach out to others and help train them and coach them through their um, health difficulties that they were going through.
0: So quite I've a tough time, that. tough time to be focusing on your health because we had to. We were worried about getting sick. And so having someone to help you get through that is vital.
1: Right. And I think coaching is so important with that because you're really that guide, that liaison between those doctor visits. And so often we go to the doctor and the doctor gives us like a list of things to do, but they don't have that time to really guide you. So the health coaches are really important for that. They really can help you reach those health goals and give you those different tools to really, you know, obtain the right direction for your life. So that was- Absolutely.
0: I mean, how much time does a session with you go? How long does it go approximately?
1: Usually usually about an
0: hour. About an hour. Mm -hmm. And not to pick on any MDs in this world, but how much Mm -hmm. time do you think the average MD sees with a patient?
1: I would say most, about five to 10 minutes, unless it's a long visit. Right, exactly. I know.
0: Exactly. So just by having that much time to listen to be heard is important. It's vital.
1: Yes, it's so important. And that's a lot of what I think I do is listening. I do a lot of listening. And that's what I really want to guide the individual in what they need. It's not really about what I need. It's what they need. So that's really what I'm doing as a health health coach, guiding their journey to, through health. And I think we all have a journey in health. We're constantly journeying through life and through our own health, issues or difficulties and we want to make things better for ourselves so sometimes you really need that support and guidance and it's so vital to have that
0: right indeed i I know that there are many issues that that come up that you need guidance you need to be heard what uh do you find are the stressors today the things that people most dealing with today
1: I think there's so many things out there. I mean, technology is a big one. People, especially with everything that's gone on in the past two years, we've been very reliant on technology. And sometimes we need a little detachment from that. So really being mindful of how much time we're spending kind of in front of the computer or sitting down is a huge part of that. And then just regular daily stress. I think there's a lot of stress that everyone goes through in their life and learning how to manage that stress well. And then that leads to all those different issues like being overweight and being sanitary and not moving enough. So we need to be so mindful in the way our world works today to be healthy because a lot of what we have around us doesn't contribute to a healthy lifestyle. So that's why we need to be more mindful of living a healthy lifestyle. So it doesn't lead to those degenerative diseases down the line.
0: Right, and what are some of the things that you suggest to people that they do, you know, to, to get the blood moving actually, because as you say, sitting here all day, looking at Zoom calls, as we're doing together right yes. now, but that that does not help. What, what kind of things do you suggest people do?
1: Well, I always suggest people schedule some kind of activity into their life, So it may not be necessarily an exercise routine, but even a walk for a half hour makes such a difference. If you really are able to schedule that and block that time on your calendar daily, it really contributes to a healthy lifestyle long-term. And then people who do have a desk job or, or students, being mindful of getting up every 45 minutes, if you're able to schedule a meeting and do it for a 50 minute time span instead of an hour, that adds in that extra five or 10 minutes where, you know what, you can get up, you can move, you can get that blood flowing. And that's so important. And there's so many uh, of my clients who actually do have desk jobs where they are sitting a lot and they're not moving around. So I always suggest that they kind of set a little timer for themselves so they don't get sucked into that you know, job or computer for too long. And they remember after an hour, you know what, I have to get up and just move around for a few minutes, or I could do some desk stretches and heel raises at my desk just to get myself moving. And that just contributes to healthy blood flow, which is vital to being healthy.
0: Absolutely. And what about that ending of the day of the day? How do we end? Because it seems like we're working from home, And you got up and you start working, you start doing Zoom calls. When the day comes to an end, how do you actually end it? What kind of things can you offer to people, say, do this, do that, or try this?
1: Well, I I definitely tell people that if they're able to schedule a time that they're ending, that's really important. You know, say, okay, after six o'clock, I'm not going to be sitting behind that computer because I think that has been a problem for a lot of people who are working from home. You never kind of get away from it where when we were traveling to and from work, you had that separation. So you do have to set a time where you really are separate if you are in that position where you're working from home and then sending some some kind of time on uh, just relaxing in some way, whether it's going for a walk or doing some kind of meditation or reading whatever speaks to you as an individual. And when I have clients, I really delve into what relaxes them because it's different for everyone. For one person it might be having a cup of tea and reading a book and another, they might need to get out and walk, walk around. So it's really different depending on the individual.
0: Yes, I found that for myself, one of the things I've done is demarking, it's made a demarcation of the end of the day, as you say. And then at that time, I actually change my clothes. It's not that I have very special clothes on or that I'm going to be because often I'm not seen, but just the concept of taking off that one set of clothes and putting on another it to me, it says this is the day is done. Now I'm in my relaxing. Maybe I'll put on sweatpants or something like that.
1: Right. And that's that's called a trigger. It's triggering your mind to say, okay, now I'm switching to this mode. And that's something I also go through with my clients. What's going to trigger you to get into this mindset, get into this position at this point?
0: Absolutely. I want to question you about something else because I I read material you sent to me that really uh, struck me. As you said, you underwent a total uh, thyroidectomy. To begin with, I never heard of that. I've heard of hysterectomy, (laughs) and I can imagine what that is. But tell me about it. Why one needs to do that, and how you deal with it once it's done. Um,
1: Well, I went underwent a total thyroidectomy because that's really when you have your entire thyroid removed. And if you know anything about the thyroid, that's a very key hormone to your health. So of course, it's going to affect you when you have that removed. Um, I had it removed, unfortunately, because they have found that there was a cancer on my thyroid. And thyroid cancer is a very, um, has a lot of very positive prognosis. So it's a good prognosis. But still, when you hear the word cancer, it's Very stressful, of course, and you go through your own uh, trauma and dealing with that. But when I had my thyroid removed, um, it was great because you get the cancer removed. But I had a lot of struggle because I found being that such a key hormone to health and really affects everything in your body, it really did kind of throw me for a loop. I had a lot of side effects by not having a thyroid, even with the wonderful medication and the advancement in in the medical field that we have, thank God. So I really found that I was battling, you know, exhaustion and brain fog and just, you know, kind of feeling off having some pains and it took me a long time really to find a good balance for myself in dealing with it. And that kind of what led me to become a health coach down the line and get the education on how to help others because I had so much struggle even though I had a great support system around me, I really did struggle to figure out how to work in exercise into my life and that would help me feel better and how to eat the right food so that it would fuel my body to be healthy and healing. And that really did take time for me. And having someone to support you and having a coach is really vital to that, I feel like, because they really get you to those goals faster than when you're trying to do that on your own.
0: Yes, and you mentioned one thing about food and eating the right foods to help you fuel your body. And that's a a challenge because many people have never been taught anything about. I mean, we know the foods that are out there, but we don't know which ones are right for us or just right, period. Yes. How how did you come to learn about what was right for you?
1: Well, I had to learn by trial and error and just doing a lot of research. I I love science and I love research being a nurse. So I spent a lot of time once I had my thyroid removed, doing my research and finding what additives to avoid in foods. And I grew up on the standard American diet. So, um, <clears throat> you know, your family is always trying to feed you the right foods, but unfortunately diet has changed and the way things are processed has changed as, as life has evolved. So there's a lot of genetically modified material in there and organisms that we didn't know about years ago. And that maybe our grandparents didn't have when they were growing up. So being aware of what's in packaging and how to read a label became a really big part. And I still do that to this day. Now, when I go shopping, I'm always reading labels, even with all the knowledge that I have as a health coach, I'm constantly checking. I don't rely on brand I always check the label because things change and you never know when they're going to change ingredients or do something different in food. So really eating those whole foods, plant-based is is really a key to health, I feel like, and yes. just being knowledgeable.
0: Well, being knowledgeable, because like, can you say read the labels? But sometimes I know that when I read the labels, I don't understand what I'm reading because there are words that I have haven't, you know, ever heard of. Now, sometimes maybe that means I shouldn't buy this product just because I don't know what this thing is. Yes. How how does one get a knowledge of all of that?
1: Well, that's something I go through with my clients as well. But I always tell people the less ingredients, the better. And under 10 ingredients is usually a good indication. And then obviously, like you were saying, if you can understand the words, that also does help when you can understand what it's saying, sometimes when it's not something you understand, it is a chemical that you don't want, but being knowledgeable about that is really important. And I really delve into all that with my clients so that we could break down each thing. And when they have a question, they can text me and say, okay, I'm not sure about this Angela, is this okay or not? You know? So
0: that's good. It's great to have that resource Mm -hmm. because I know it's very, it's very difficult to, to know. And also to find Uh, during the pandemic is also harder because the the, the problems with stores being closed or with, with like food, the markets, the uh, usual markets in in the different locations that would have farmers markets were not open. Right. Getting fresh, fresh foods was harder. Yeah. And that's
1: where I think a lot of people start to rely on the internet and there's so many internet based food businesses now that really did take off because of that, that offer, you know, delivery service and things like that. And even those were struggling at that time, but at least there was some kind of resource that you can order food from if you couldn't go out or couldn't find something.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of what you do, is there a, a particular client that you see? I mean, is it more women than men or is it equally spread or how does that work?
1: Well, I tend to see more women than men, but I see both. And I really love working with my clients I tend to see people p- to our parents, typically, and that usually have some kind of that they're trying to fight off some kind of diagnosis or disease or potential for so maybe like they're coming to me because they have high cholesterol or uh, high blood pressure, or they are pre diabetic, their doctor told them a lot of people are being told they're pre diabetic, especially right now, with um with COVID and obesity being such a high risk factor for COVID. And this is something you really can prevent if you eat the right foods and you're moving around more and you have the right support around you. And that's what a coach really does help with.
0: Absolutely. And what have you found? Did you, have you found that during COVID that the people you were talking to and and helping were more problematic In other words, had more, needs than they did before. I mean, I know tension was one of them. Obviously the stress has been, but just in terms of healthy living and healthy eating, has that also been affected by the pandemic?
1: Honestly, I found that it was like two types of people during the pandemic. There was those who were really concerned about their health and it motivated them to do something. And then there was people who kind of said, I'm just going to relax and eat whatever I want and not worry. And it's better off, obviously, if you're going to be motivated to make a change. And really, the clients I work with are always going to be motivated to make a change because you need that motivation in order to make that next step. And I'm very big on keeping things simple and small steps, making big, big changes in your life. So that's really what I help people with. And I think a lot of people during the pandemic just struggled with that stress and, If they were stressed and didn't know what to do and where to go and they found me, they found it very helpful because I kind of gave them that organization and that confidence by giving them that knowledge, like you're saying about the food labels and things like that to kind of help them.
0: Well, that's important. Better they found you than they found the chocolate bar. (laughs) I think a a, a number of people, they were kidding about, I don't think it was a kidding thing about the uh, COVID-20 or something, eh? pounds they were putting on.
1: Yes, I did find in a lot of studies, actually, that a lot of people gained weight during COVID. So I always tell people if there's someone who's struggling now because they gain weight and they need some help, I'm definitely the person for them if they're motivated to make that change.
0: That's really good. And, you know, you talked earlier about the thyroid. Um, you had thyroid cancer.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there
0: other reasons that the thyroid might be affected by things? What, what affects the thyroid? What can cause harm to the thyroid?
1: Well, there's so many things that can affect the thyroid. I mean, they'd say that uh, the thyroid cancer can be from radiation that you didn't know that you were exposed to potentially. But there's so many things that affect people's thyroid, I feel like who don't have cancer, they have hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, and they have to really kind of feel better and struggle with different symptoms because of that. So that's also another time that Maybe you want to see your doctor and get some guidance. And then if you are still struggling, find some kind of support like a coach to help you kind of navigate that road. Because a lot of people feel like they can't get better or they're just kind of stuck because they have a diagnosis. And that's where I try and educate people whenever I talk to people that you really do have a power to make change in your own life, even if you have a diagnosis, whatever it may be you can create that change in your life. If you're struggling, you can really make a difference in your life and you just need to find the right people and the right support. And if that, when I have people come to me, if I'm not that right person, I definitely refer them to other people that I think might be the right support for them, because I'm always trying to help people make their lives better.
0: That's a wonderful thing. Now you said hypo and hyper. Mm -hmm. What is the difference?
1: Well, hypothyroidism is often when you're kind of struggling with that weight and you gain, you gain the little weight gain and that's, that's really hard for people when they have that weight gain and they, they don't know what to do with themselves when they're like that, you know, cause you really, it you don't have the control where you would normally just lose weight by doing these certain things. So you do need that medication to kind of help you guide you.
0: And what is the other, the hyperthyroid? Is there a difference?
1: Well, it's when the the thyroid is overproducing in your body. So a lot of them have the same symptoms, but you always need kind of that medical support when you're going through those things. You know, you have, since it's a hormone, you're going to have like those you know, abnormalities, irritabilities, and, you know, uh, maybe like some kind of difficulties like sleeping or, you know, things that the hormone is going to affect, you know, sometimes you get like that intolerance with heat and and things like that, fatigue, and they have similar symptoms, the two of them, but one's when you have more and one is when you have less. And when you have the hyper, you tend to lose weight, which is the opposite of the hypo. So well, it's, and it's very, very, it's a happy. struggle. Yeah, some but when you're, that's not the way you usually want to lose weight. So no. it's very, it's very tricky. And it's, it's a terrible struggle for anyone who goes through that.
0: Well, and obviously, as you say, you need to see a physician at that point and then get help, you know, ongoing because the physician can see you and diagnose it and maybe offer some medication, but ongoing help is, you know, how, how you manage it every day is something that you can offer to people.
1: Yeah, and I and when you have your thyroid removed, it's more that hypo symptoms that you get. So you're getting those fatigue and that cold feeling because you don't have and that weight. You know the the issues with the weight, and you even sometimes have like uh, palpitations, and that's something I I even experienced when I take certain um, medications. I could have palpitations where I never used to have that before. And that's all because everything's out of whack when you have your uh, hormone like that removed.
0: Sounds like a so it
1: really is a struggle for and goes through that.
0: It's a big challenge.
1: Sorry. Yeah, no, it, it is a challenge.
0: Just, that sounds like a challenge. Uh, just occurred to me as we we're talking. You have been a nurse and you've been a school nurse.
1: Yeah. Do you see children?
0: I mean, you said families, but do you also see children in your practice today?
1: I don't see children. I see parents. Sometimes parents have um, questions about their children or they want their children. They, they're going through some kind of diagnosis or struggle. So I won't work directly with the child, but I'll work directly with the parents because the parents really set up the environment for the child and they really need that support too. Cause when something's going on with your child, you're, you're obviously going to be extremely stressed. I think we always put ourselves, you know, you know, first, and we want to take care of that child first. So it's really important to kind of give the parents that stress relief and work with them to create that environment for their child to be healthier.
0: Yes. And now, do you not work in the schools today, right?
1: Um, I actually work uh, occasionally in the schools. My main job is the health coaching, but I right can't that work I understand. I was just
0: wondering what the situation in the school seems to be. It's such a difficult time, and I imagine school nurses would have a tough time with this with this time, and helping their everyone. I
1: mean, I think it's always a hard job to be a nurse at any time. I, there's a lot of um, a lot that's relied on. People rely on nurses no matter where they are, whether they're in the schools or they're in the hospital or in home care. They're they're really a source of information and people want to rely on that nurse to help them. So I would definitely think it's going to be stressful at this time too, because everything's changing. We constantly, you know, things are evolving with COVID and the pandemic and there's always new things coming out. I mean, with the immunizations and what criteria to keep a child home, to get a child tested. And so there's a lot to go through with that. And there's a lot to rely on. And nurses always have to be kind of on the front lines and be knowledgeable about the most current thing going on.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's a lot of work keeping up. Yes. Getting that information. So we're getting close to the end of our show. I I do wanna ask you what your vision is for the future. If you, if you, once we get past this, uh, on the assumption that we're going to get past this, I believe we will, but I don't know how long it'll take, obviously. What's your vision? What do you hope will come out of all of this?
1: Well, I really hope that as a society, we're much more aware of overall wellness, especially mental health. I think that has been highlighted in the last few years a lot, but I hope we're making more strides to be more supportive of mental health, because that's such a huge part of well being. And that's why I call myself a holistic health coach, because when one part is not working well, the other parts are going to suffer. So whether you're not feeling good mentally, or you're not feeling good physically, they rely on one another at the end of the day. So moving forward, I'm really hoping that we're more aware of our overall health and wellness, eating the right foods, being healthy mentally, and really valuing the connections that we have with one another because we all need one another to move forward and to support one another in this world. And being a little bit more open-minded and being able to speak together and move forward as as a community would be really important.
0: That's very lovely. And one thing you say about mental health is so clear, and the, and the pandemic has a, has a, encroached on our mental health by closing us in and keeping us from contacts. So somebody using a coach to have somebody they can rely on who as we start from the very beginning will listen to you. That's that's mental health right there. Getting somebody, having someone hear what you're saying, what your concerns are. So you are in a way, you may refer them to someone else but you're also in a way a mental health coach.
1: I, I love to be able to listen to others. You know That's a big part of I think any coach Who's out there coaching is listening to others. And I will say that most of my clients, when we finish our session and I ask, well, what's the best part? And they said, just being able to talk to someone and kind of getting everything off my chest and having just those kind of key points to guide me really does make a difference. I think we all want to be heard. That's just a human, human basic need that we all want to be heard.
0: Yes. And and in addition to now in the pandemic. Is one of the things we miss most of all, having someone outside of our household hear us.
1: Yes, definitely. That connection is really important. So I encourage people to have that connection in whatever safe way they can.
0: (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, as we're coming to an end here, this goes by so quickly because everything you talk about is so interesting. Um, If somebody who's listening would like to learn some more and find out more from you, how would they best get in touch with you?
1: Um, Well, the best way to get in touch with me is through um, email, which is Angela V. Maza at angelhealthcoach.com, or my website, which is www.angelhealthcoach.com.
0: Okay, I will put that in the material and they will get it. So this has been wonderful. I thank you so much for joining us on this show. You have lots of good information to share and you're doing great work. So. Thank you for being here.
1: I really appreciate you having me. It's been great.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, as I say, and thanks to our audience for listening to the Heart of Healing the, the Pandemic episodes and learn, join us next time for our next episode.